Welcome to the podcast 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. Today we're going to talk about gifts from heaven. We want to take some time to introduce the fivefold ministries. Really, Jesus is the embodiment of the fivefold ministries. If you look at each one, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, you see each one is a facet of Jesus and his ministry. And he he delegated, it's like he delegated that portion of how he flowed and what he did into each one of these offices. So let's start with our, our favorite, flagship verse. Our favorite <laughs> verse, isn't it, Amy, that we, it is. we uh, like to teach from and just spring off of that. And that's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 15. It says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ as a result we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects of him who is the head, even Christ. Wow, there's so much there that we could we're going to learn and we're going to open up over the next future ep- uh, episodes on our podcast. And I'm so excited about that. We're going to see how to um, tie in believers that are around us um, and have them engaged in ministry as well. But right now, these these individuals mentioned in this portion of scripture speaks about mantles that we use terminology in the Christian world, church world uh, offices, don't they? But we like to go down even a little bit deeper. Uh, Mantles, we're going to be talking about that in future as well. But these mantles are placed on these individuals by the Lord. And so that's telling me then that we're talking about callings, not positions. So let's just talk a little bit about, you know, we'd like you to get to know us a little bit. and um, Well, that's a good start. <laughs> it is a good start because here as, as you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering like, who are these people talking about this stuff? Um, you know, they, is, it, is it Apostle Matt, Apostle Amy? Um, why is that their title? Why do they go by that? But we don't. No, <laughs> because apostle, uh, what we're talking about for Ephesians 4.11, these are actually mantles. They're not titles, they're callings. So you don't, you know, Paul said, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ, but he said, I'm Paul. And so, you know, I don't call myself apostle, Matt Carpenter, though I use my title doctor. That's a title. But even when we, in the world now, we call him pastor so-and-so and it's because it's positional, recognizing it. But when we're talking mantles, that's a whole other ball game. And so I like to keep opening that up as well today. But before we do that, how about when you found, how did you know you had a mantle or calling a God on your life? Well, I tell you, it was quite a journey because years ago, if you'd asked me, you know, would would you be you know, are you going to be an apostle? I mean, it's not something that we aspire to. It's not we don't a pick job and choose. description. Exactly. Yeah, right. And so as I started my journey, I didn't have a really good understanding 
to be honest with you, I grew up in a lot of traditional Pentecostal circles. I didn't, I knew that the Bible talked about this verse and we believed in it, but I didn't really ever see the outworkings of a lot of this. And, you know, to, and I'll probably share more as we go, but, you know, due to some dysfunction in my upbringing, even though I was in church, I had a low sense of self-worth. And so I didn't see the potential that God had in my life. So this journey of first just really discovering uh, a proper identity, but then uh, uh, gaining an understanding about, you know, that verse that we all can quote, but nobody really knows. You know, when God was talking about Jeremiah and said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb and I ordained you to be a prophet. You know, this is something that's on us from conception. Right. So, when when we were conceived in God's heart, not in our mother's womb. Right. And, and, and regardless of what some circles may teach or whatever, you don't graduate from a pastor to an apostle or from a teacher to a prophet. You're born really with this calling. Once you discover that, then you're able to grow in that identity and the anointing and grace comes on you. Um, exactly. Because if you have the mentality that you graduate into this, then what you're really saying is one's higher than another. Mm. It's a It's a higher position. But remember, it's not a hierarchy. It's a facet each one is a facet of of God's nature, of who he is and how he wants to flow in order to bring that equipping that needs to happen to the body of Christ. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, so continue with your story. No, you know, it's, again, the journey is, is so exciting when you begin to see who God's really created you to be. And when we begin to discover that, it starts with really, for me, it started with, um, learning who I was because I had a warped idea of even my personality type, let alone my gifts. And I mean, I remember in Bible school and we, we had to, we had to operate in one of the nine, you know, the, the nine uh, faith type gifts before we could graduate at least one of them. And so I was praying, I hadn't really operated any of the gifts and I, I was praying, God help me to just give a message in tongues. Cause at least then I can't mess up <laughs> because, you know, I thought, you know, if I just, you know, speak in some tongues and, and then someone else can have the responsibility of interpreting. And so to me, that kind of was, was easy. And again, I was just really operating out of ignorance and, and a lack of understanding. But as I begin to to learn about what gifts I did carry, what what I held, the passion that was in my heart and the fire that God started, well, he put it in there, but he started to flame it. I started to fan it into flame. Um, then I started to really see, oh, this is what God has for me. And that discovery of, you know, really along the lines of teacher and apostle. So you start off the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are in you, and they're kind of indicators of where you lean towards or what is dominant. I call it dominant or strong um, as you mature in that. Mm -hmm. And it seems to always come around in your life. And uh, so those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But then in that discovery, you start finding it weaving into a calling where your heart is being led. What, where's your attention being drawn to? Mm -hmm. And then out of that, really, then you find out what mantle you carry. Yeah. It's like, really, you know, you start with, look at wow, your tool belt. Yeah. What's, what's in your tool belt? If you've got a spatula, uh, a mixer and a whisk, you know, you're not a carpenter. <laughs> you're, you're a, a, a cook, a, a baker. If, if you've got a hammer and a saw and a screwdriver in there, then, you know, th there's a good chance you're a carpenter or something along those lines. It just kind of steers you in, you know, a direction to I mean, start looking. So, so they're indicators. 
Yeah. Yeah. So my my story is uh, I was raised in a in a uh, apostle's house, really. Um, planted churches, did a lot of tent meetings growing up. Plant uh, planted churches. I got involved, you know, as I was becoming of age, just being attracted. I was in that atmosphere all the time. And of course, apostle back then wasn't a, a term that was popular restored it wasn't really <laughs> restored the calling wasn't restored the mantle wasn't restored to the church in a way so a lot of the apostles back in um well 70s and 80s when i came around so um they hid behind words like evangelist so my father was evangelist so and so and he was known for that for so many years so that mm -hmm. way people would receive the ministry that he had um but really the heart of it was apostolic uh, that was an evident mantle on there, and uh, but he was able to flow in all that. And I mean, evangelistic means simply to fire up and to preach, the simplest of, mm -hmm. of the scriptural meaning for that. And anyway, so, you know, I was in that atmosphere, and I finally had to come make a choice myself where I was going to go. Um, you know, I was attracted to architectural things. Uh, so in high school, I thought I was going to proceed to university for an architect, you know, that type of thing, design, strategy, building and establishing kind of caught my attention. And I didn't know at that time what that was until like you, I you got thought into, it was natural buildings so that you would be constructing and correct. designing and right. Correct. In which I can do carpentry and I am a carpenter in that way. More than one. <laughs> I'm a carpenter. That's my <laughs> last name. Jesus was a carpenter. He was. I must be related. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, I didn't know, but as I, my spiritual journey began and understanding came, then I soon found out what I was carrying, um, even young in, in exposure to other pastors and things, even though I'm just in Bible school or coming out of Bible school in that type of training, I often found leaders coming to me and pouring things out and God, God blessed me with a, a gift of wisdom. And I did beyond my years, mm. probably being seeing a lot growing up, you know, I mean, I saw the good, bad, and ugly come. I saw the crazies and the criticals and the whatever, but I saw the champions too. And I, I knew what was of God. And so then I began to explore that a little bit, you know, and kept on folding and folding. And as I, my knowledge grew, I began to find out exactly what it was. I Did I start out saying, I'm going to be an apostle. Yeah, I, I'm going to be a pastor of leaders and just kind of my heart is for the influence and just have those influencers influence others and just grow and build and strategize. No. <laughs> right. But it came because the the mantle was there and the 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 anointing and calling, which we'll be talking about later, was on there and it kept showing up. And, um, you know, so our story, my story of why I want to share this, why this is our flagship for our ministry of going in teaching churches and leaders and sitting down teams about fivefold integration and things is because it's so much beyond just the office. But we're talking about that in this podcast. Yeah, this because this is where it starts. This is where we're starting. There has to right be an now. understanding here before there can be an understanding of how Correct. this is gonna look in a in the church world in the church setting. So really we're introducing the five. The five. Man, I should have heroic music there. Introduce <laughs> the five. Yeah. So let's just look at some, we, we've been throwing some terms out and I know for a lot of you, this is not your first rodeo. We're, we're speaking to the choir, but I know that some of you too, uh, this is new for you. Or have hit a dead end. In yeah. An and so, so we want to just uh, bring some clarity to some of these terms. Uh, we mentioned gift. 
you know, I started talking about, you know, looking at your gifts, those are kind of identifiers into maybe what direction um, you, you might lean to. Gift indicates ability, the ability. In 1 Peter 4.10, it says, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So gift equates ability, right? That's ability from God, the grace of God given ability, right? Gifts and certain things um, that just begin to manifest, uh, whether it's the spoken, the utterances are called, you know, prophesying. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll probably get into a lot more of that in another episode. All that stuff. Cause we'll yeah. find if you're strong in certain things, it's probably leading towards some kind of fivefold um, influence that should be or expression yeah. in your life. So the second thing we talked about was calling, right? And what is a calling? So we're just going to specifically just give this simple definition for right now. Uh, calling identifies identity. So what am I called to? And that's found an example in 1 Corinthians 1, 1. As I stated earlier, Paul called as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God in Sothesthenes, our brother. So we see Paul identifying his calling, not his title, his calling. He says, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. So it speaks more about who he is versus a gift speaks more about what he does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about callings. These five things that we read in Ephesians are callings. They're not positions, which we want to clarify a little bit later as well. Well, I'm excited about it. I can, I can kind of... You want to touch um, it now, yeah, Leah? Le- well, let me just identify that. So if okay. Colleen speaks about who I am, my identity, okay. if a gift talks about what I do, my ability, a position really speaks of the assignment or Correct. the... Uh, it can be like the channel Container. that my gift, my calling, my anointing is going to operate through. Mm-hmm. It's just a platform, really. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you have to have like a recognized, um, ordained position, so to speak, in order to operate, though, in your gift and your calling. Mm-hmm. And let's look at the last one, anointing, that we want to define today. Right. So anointing identity indicates, sorry, the purpose. So you will carry uh, an anointing by the Holy Ghost on your life, and you'll find when you're in different situations that different anointings will rise up. And again, there's Mm -hmm. a predominant anointing, and then you have the supporting ones, you know, that come along in special occasions. But the verse is Isaiah 61, 1, where it's, we know this, a lot of people, we, we know this as spirit-filled believers for sure. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Notice the words, anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. So there's why he anointed. He has sent me to bind up brokenhearted. Again, another assignment, another purpose to proclaim liberty to captive and freedom to prisoners. So a lot of, uh, well, some denominations um, or mm-hmm. leaders who don't believe that apostles and prophets exist um, anymore, they're often coming from a positional view, either that or or they've seen um, a distorted view mm-hmm. of these things, man's implementation Ma- or right. man's appointment of apostles and prophets. So this brings often a lack of understanding um, and people too can sometimes be really intimidated when someone says, oh, you know, I'm an apostle or I'm a prophet or, you know, w- w- teacher, pastor, evangelist. Like those are easy for us to swallow s- sometimes. But it's these other ones that, you know, kind of get stuck in our throat. It's like, OK, what do I do with these people and what are they going to do? 
And that intimidation mm. can come in to a lot of pastors. Right. A lot of leaders don't know mm. what to do with that. And if it shakes up their uh, religious organizational um, things that they have there with their beliefs, then they're not going to accept that. So, but most pastors I run into um, on some level because of the circles that we run in, they believe in the fivefold, but they've never personally seen one move. And I'm, I'm talking about besides the big three, call them <laughs> the big three, the pastor, teacher, evangelist that we have been quite um, familiar with, right? And they, they've never seen these people run in their calling, so they don't know why that's being expressed that way. Or they do believe that the offices listed in scripture that we read here, um, they're in the Bible, they're good, but they have no understanding on how, how, how do they cooperate? How do they even operate? How do they work together? How would it even flow in my current church model that I have? So they know that something's missing, Some, something's there, but they're, they're at a loss. Um, how to seek it out, how to find it, who would know about it. Yeah, and to be honest with you, there's not a lot of information out there that gives you a complete picture. Right. I thank God, though, for the people who have written amazing books on apostles, on prophets, even on evangelists, teachers, centers, and pastors. Mm -hmm. and there, There is some great stuff out there, but you really have to dig for it. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord, you know, that's for, for them to understand. That's what we have done when we moved here to Maine, to the Fort Kent, to where we are now. The Lord has shown us what we're talking about. So we lived it and we ended up taking a broken church and building it into an apostolic fivefold center where we send out, raise up. We have different, um, if we don't have specific mantles in our congregation, we have definitely voices coming into us from the outside, keep us well-rounded and balanced. And, and so, uh, you know, not every place has that. And I understand that, but there are people that are desiring to move in that direction. And so that's why we're here, really. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because, see, in our, in our church culture, in our nation today, most churches are, um, uh, the, the most church models is the pastor-led church. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. We are not here to say that's wrong. Definitely not. That, that is a wonderful way to lead a church, to have a pastor. Now, I know you're all sitting there kind of probably scratching your head thinking, what is she talking about? Because there's a confusion uh, between the pastor call, which is in Ephesians chapter four, and the pastor position. Correct. In fact, I wish that we just stop calling leaders of churches pastors because I find that it slots people in and there's an expectation automatically that comes with that position mm -hmm. that you have to operate in a nurturing, building up way. Comforted, yeah, comforting and, and way, you may think, well, fine, you but... know, what are you talking about? Don't all church are all churches supposed to be led by that? Well, not necessarily. All churches need to have that element. You need to have uh, people with a pastor call or pastor gifts to come in and bring that nurturing and growth to people, bring that healing. That's, you know, the binding up of the brokenhearted, uh, you know, doing visitation and connection and relationship. You need that kind of stuff, but it doesn't necessarily have to flow from the one who's the leader. Yeah. And what, let's uh, clarify, <laughs> let's clarify that. So, yes. so, so it's common to see people in a pastoral position, right? They've either been hired or or they planted a church and the pa they're called Pastor Joe, Pastor Sally or whatever that is. And that's that's fine. It's for mm -hmm. identification purposes that they're the senior pastor or the leader of the house and they hold the responsibility. But but when it becomes the, the title 
and not the calling. They may not be pastoral at all in nature. They might be um, highly tuned to evangelism. Mm -hmm. Their heart goes totally to outreach or street level ministry. And they're sending teams. All their messages are totally um, towards that. Mm -hmm. And um, the sad thing is many think, well, I'm just a pastor, but I that's where I'm geared. And they um, they never get to discover what they really carry or understand why they're being attracted to that. And they think every pastor should be um, hot and heavy with what they're carrying and their message. And see, that that's what we're talking about. That position can smother because Frustration of, uh, can expectations. Mm-hmm. And so many pastors, positionally, or senior leaders in that church, are living lives unfulfilled and dissatisfied with ministry and making choices um, to either walk away from that ministry or they've got into a comfort lane and just kind of going through the motions and everyone around them is kind of experiencing that drag that's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's because that whole adventure of understanding what you really carry is not there. And many, if they say, well, if I find out that I am um, more prophetic or I'm more something else, then I'll be removed from my position. Because, see, traditionally... Traditionally, what we've seen is that if people want to go into, and I'm I'm going to use this term loosely, full time ministry. Okay, I yeah, know. Yeah. You know when I grew again up, another episode, right? Ministry. Another that podcast. Is, another episode. But in other <laughs> words, in other words, you want to um, give your life. You don't want to work at another job. You want to give your life into the work of the ministry that God's called you to. There, you you've only got a couple of options. You can be a pastor, a missionary, or an itinerant speaker or evangelist. And so it doesn't give a lot of options if your call leans toward um, a, a different way, toward prophet, toward apostle. Now, I know that things are changing in our world, but um, I also know that there are a lot of people who don't yet have understanding of this. And so we want to just bring freedom to you. Correct. That's what this, this show is about. It's about bringing freedom, about understanding, so that you can maximize not only your potential, but the growth and potential of the people that you serve. Wow. That was good. I don't want to be unsatisfied in ministry. No. And the wonderful thing is when you discover what God put on your life as a mantle, if, you're, if you are called to one of the five-fold, this mantle thing, We're going to deal with believers who carry gifting similar, but they're not carrying a mantle. We're going to cover that. That's awesome stuff. That's what this whole 5.0 and fivefold and beyond is really about. But today, what we're talking about, I don't want people to be dissatisfied. And if you're dissatisfied today, you need to discover, you know, what you carry and and not be fearful of it and afraid and think you're different, think you're weird, um, you, you you might even be in a denomination or organization that doesn't believe in anything more than the big three. And you might find some choices coming up in your future. But regardless of that, God is with you. He's put something on your life. So I'm suggesting one of the things maybe to do as we're ending this podcast today is, is take a personal inventory of your gifts and your calling and just see what keeps popping up. What is the main common thread that seems to be the strong horse in your in your stagecoach that's pulling your life you know what 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 is that dominant thing that keeps showing up and you come maybe are suppressing that and uh, just write it down and start making a list yeah because remember your call is not what you do it's who you are so this dominant thread will will show up 
at home. It'll show up at work. It'll show up at church. Really, wherever you are, your interests. That's going to be what's yep. pulling you. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're also if you're dissatisfied in your ministry, if you feel confined, um, maybe you're in a place for another time of discovery. See, as leaders, we we have this misapprehension that we have to have it all figured out and we can't have questions. But I tell you, <laughs> be encouraged. If you've got some questions, if there's some things that just, it's like a puzzle piece that you just can't fit in, it's okay. It's time to start asking questions and just initiate a fresh journey of discovery as to who you are and what God has for you in your life. Right, by asking the Lord to uh, anoint you with a pioneering spirit. Hmm. That always helps. Why don't you why don't you end in prayer and Yeah, God, we just thank you for this these amazing people. God, your leaders are uh, such beautiful people who have chosen to give of themselves to see others succeed in your kingdom. So God, we pray strength to them. We pray peace to them. And Lord, I just pray that you would begin to uh, do this inner working. God, just reveal things to them. Maybe in areas that they're struggling a little bit. Maybe in areas that something just doesn't fit or it's not aligning right. God, just reveal things to them. Let a spirit of revelation be on your leaders today. And we thank you, God, for this amazing journey, this adventure that you have us on to experience everything that you have for us so that the world can be impacted and and the kingdom of God can come on this earth as it is in heaven. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in our earth today. Even though we can look out and we can see uh, chaos and, and strife and trouble and confusion and deception, you still are on the throne. You still reign. And so God, have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. I want to thank you for listening to 5.0, Fivefold Beyond. And uh, wherever you're listening, on whatever platform you're listening to, we'd love it if you just hit hit the uh, subscribe button or share or whatever it is that, that you do. Like, stay connected. We're going to keep on talking about this in our future podcast. We're going to keep unveiling this mystery. And we would love to have you along on this journey.